This is KMTT and the weekly Pashat HaShavua Shiv. This year, Tavshin Ayin, it will be given by Harav Chanoch Waxman. This week, Pashat Naso, I would like to discuss the, fa- the Pasha of Nazir, uh, found in Parag Vav of Sefer Vayikra. Perak Vav of Sefer begins as follows. Ve'idaber Hashem and Moshe Lemar. God spoke to Moshe. Daber al Bnei Yisrael v'Matalehem. Speak to Bnei Yisrael and say to them, Ish Oishak Kiafli Lindor Neder Nazir Lahazir Lashem. A man or a woman Kiafli Lindor Neder that speaks with their mouth to take a vow. Nazir Lahazir Lashem to become. Let's translate this as a Nazirite. Now. Uh, based upon the next pasuk, which runs as follows: Miyayin b'shechar yazir, from wine, shechar, uh, strong drink, yazir, he becomes a nazir. Chometz yayin, vinegar of wine, v'chometz shechar, or vinegar of strong drink, lo yishda, etc. Most probably, we should translate the term nazir, which we sometimes refer to as referring to a nazirite, uh, as some sort of restraint or refrain or separation. One takes a vow to restrain, to refrain, to be separate, to become this thing called Nazir, and one restrains or refrains, one is Yazir, from uh, Yayin, Vishechar, etc., etc. And primarily, the first part of Paragvav here um, is not just about the taking of the Nedu, the taking of the vow to become a, a Nazirite, to become a Nazir, but also, as we've already seen, begins to elaborate the various halachot of Nazir. Uh, the first part of Parak Bab is primarily a parsha of Hilchot Nazir. And Halakha 1, of course well known to us, uh, is the fact that the Nazir is prohibited in wine or strong drink made from wine or any kind of, of grape matter, whether it be grapes or, or the skins of grapes or the seeds of grapes, etc. And the prohibition of wine and uh, things made from the grape and the grapevine is of course one prohibition, one of the Hilchot of Nazir. Following this, jumping down for the moment, another well-known and famous one, in Parag Vav, Pasuk Dalet, the Torah tells us, Kol Nizro, all of the days of his uh, Nizirut, or of the vow, um, uh, pardon, me, pardon me, Pasuk Hey, Kol Neder Nizro, all the days of the vow of Nizirut, Ta'ar lo Yavar Arosho, um, a razor uh, cannot pass upon his head, Ad Melote Amim Asher Yazir Hashem, Kodesh Yiyeh, Gadel Pera, etc. Of course, this is the famed prohibition of hair cutting for a Nazir, uh, the prohibition of a ta'ar, of a, a razor, which is the way one's hair was cut, passing upon the head of the Nazir. And Pasuk Vav concludes with the phrase, Gadel Pera Sa'ar Rosho, his hair must be kind of grown out in a wild fashion, the hair of his head. And finally, uh, the famed and uh, third, or the perhaps less slightly we- less well known halacha of the Nazarite, um, the third halacha found in Perek Vav, Pasuk Vav, Third and finally, the Nazir, the Nazarite, is prohibited from becoming defiled uh, by a mate. And the phrase in the Pasuk is, Al nefesh mate lo yavo. And the Pasha continues on from here with other various halachot. But uh, what I would like to discuss in this year today is, uh, to some extent, a, a famous question. Uh, rather than immediately getting into the details of the halachot of Nazir, uh, the famous question of how do we evaluate uh, the act of Nizirut, uh, or the status or the institution uh, of Nazir. 
You have this kind of very strange and peculiar institution with these various halachot, and the fundamental famous question I would like to discuss is how to evaluate, how to understand it. The one who takes this vow and restrains from yayin and restrains from yayin v'shechar and all the other various halachot associated with it. Now, another question I would like to discuss in the shiur. Um, it, perhaps a little bit uh, less famous, not so much the question of how to evaluate the behavior of the Nazir, um, but something more structural related here to the beginning of Sefer Bamidbar. Um, as we should remember, Bamidbar opens in Parak Aleph, Pasuk Aleph, Vaydabar Shem Moshe, Bamidbar Sinai, Ba'omoed, etc., and Pasuk Betz, Uet Rosh Kaldat Bnei Yisrael, the command to, to count. Uh, to conduct a census of B'nai Yisrael, the arrangement of the camp of B'nai Yisrael. Um, and after we finish in Parak Aleph and Parak Bet with the arrangement of the camp, the counting, the census, the arrangement of the camp of B'nai Yisrael, we move on in Parak Gimel and Parak Dalet to discuss the counting and the appointment and the camping and the functions of the Levim. So if Aleph Bet are about the Yisraelim, uh, Bet and Gimel and Dalet are about the Levim, well, what about He and Vav? And here we are located in Perak Vav. Well, we might say, in kind of the, the broadest of strokes, that while Perak He and Perak Vav are primarily halachic portions of the Torah and various halachot are discussed, such as that of the Isha Sota in Perakei, and here of the Nazir in Perakvav. In each of these uh, parshiot, and in Perakei and Perakvav, in general, the Kohen and the function of the Kohen uh, stands as a centerpiece. Um, and, uh, in matter of fact, Perakvav um, ends with uh, the Birkot Kohanim, uh, with the Brachot that the Kohanim uh, are supposed to give to Am Yisrael. Perek Vav Pasuk Kaf Bet reads, "Vayidaber Hashem Moshe Leimor, Daber Al Aron, Bel Benav Leimor, Kote Varchu Et Bnei Yisrael Amor Lahem." God commanded Moshe to speak to Aaron and his sons, so you should bless the Jewish people. Yivarech Hashem Yishmercha, the familiar Birkot Kohanim. And on some plane, as I've already hinted, the Parsha of Nazir uh, fits into the unit of Perek Hey and Perek Vav here in uh, Sefer Bamidbar because. It defines a certain role for the Kohen, and the Kohen is intimately involved um, in Parshat Nazir. If we take, for example, um, moving towards the middle part of Parshat Nazir, which describes uh, the procedure when um, the uh, Nazir accidentally encounters Tumatmet, the defilement of death, uh, we're told that the Nazir has to uh, shave his head, and then he comes to the Ol Moed, and we're told uh, in Paragvav Pasakut, Ubayom Hashmini, Yavri, Shte, Torim, Oshne, Bneyona, El Hakohen, El Petach, Olmoed. On the eighth day, the Nazir would bring two birds or two pigeons to the Kohen at Petach, Olmoed. Pasakiral, Vasa Kohen, Echad, Lechatat, Vechadola. And the Kohen would make one into a Chatat offering and one into the law offering. So, because of the Kohen's intimate uh, involvement in the Pasha of Nazir. We might say at first glance, this is why Pasha Nazir is included here in the third unit of Sefer Bamidbar, Parakeh and Parakvav, because it's also about the function, the role of the Kohen, and the Sefer builds first Yisrael, the regular member of Israel, and then uh, the Levites in Parakeh, Gimel, and Dalit, and finally here, again, the role, function, etc. of Kohen in the camp or socio-political or societal structure of Am Yisrael. And this would be a sufficient explanation of the inclusion of Parshat Nazir at this point in the Torah in Sefer Bamidbar. But, 
I think if we think about it a little bit more deeply, and hopefully we'll get to this a little bit later on in the shiur, there might be a kind of more intimate or deeper connection uh, between safer, between Nazir, uh, and the institution of Nazir, and this part of Sefer Babibar. And I'd like to raise the question on some level of what is Parshat Nazir doing here, here in Parakvav at this point in Sefer Babibar. And these are the two questions I would like to discuss in the shiur. First, evaluation of the institution of Nazirut. Um, and secondly, um, the question of the placement of the parsha here at this point in the Chumash. Now, um, the fame question that I referred to already of how to evaluate the behavior of the Nazir is connected up with a, a technical, exegetical, technical interpretive question, uh, which I'd like to bring your attention to at this point. Now, I've already mentioned that um, the middle part of Parshat Nazir, from about Perak Vav, Pasuk Chet, and on, is concerned with the procedure that takes place when the Nazir encounters Tumat Meit in an accidental uh, fashion. If we pick it up in um, Parak Vav, uh, the Torah tells us as follows. Parak Vav Pasuk Tet, the Torah tells us as follows. Chiamut Meit Alav Befeta Pitom, when uh, a death occurs to the Nazir in a sudden fashion, Vitimei Rosh Nizro, and the head of his Nizirut, let's translate it that way, it doesn't really have a translation. The head of his status of being a Nazir is defiled. Vigilach rosho biyom tarto, and he will shave his head on the day that he becomes purified from being tamemet. Bayom hashvi'i, galcheno, the seventh day, he shaves. Ubayom hashmini, and on the eighth day, yavishtei teremoshnei b'neyona, he brings the two birds, elakoin, etc. And then in Pasikud Aleph, we're told as follows. Va'asakoin echad lechatat, um, and the Kohen will make one of uh, the birds as a chatat offering, a sin offering, let's translate it this way, and one as a holy burnt offering. And he will achieve atonement for him, that which he sinned on the soul, by the soul, in his soul, unclear how to translate this. And he will sanctify his head on this day. Now, the Torah goes on to describe that after the karbanot uh, are brought for the nazir, and he has been sanctified or purified, or uh, atonement has been achieved in some sense, then he completes his nazirut, etc. But what's very strange, and certainly what intrigued uh, many interpreters, is the bringing of a chatat, uh, a sin offering, literally, uh, by the Nazir. And in fact, point of fact, this is not the only place where the Nazir brings a chatat. The latter half of Perak Vav, um, beginning uh, with Perak Vav Pasuk Yud Gimel, details the procedure for the end of the Nazirut period. And it opens in Perak Vav Pasuk Yud Gimel with the following phrase, V'zot Torat HaNazir B'yom Melot Yemei Nizro. This is the Torah, the procedure of the Nazir, on the day that his uh, Nazarite vow is full or filled, or the time has elapsed, and again he comes to the Petach Olamoy, to the door of the Tent of Meeting, and Pasuk Yudalit says, He brings one keves, one sheep, as an Ola, a holy burnt offering, and one uh, as a sin offering. And again here, not just in the case of the Nazir who was accidentally defiled, do we find the Nazirite bringing a chatat, a sin offering, but also uh, in the regular Nazir. In the case of the regular Nazir, the one um, whose time has elapsed and his vow has ended, he too brings a chatat offering. Uh, and the question is, uh, is how does one 
explain the fact that the Nazir brings a Chatat offering. What sin has he sinned? What is his error? What is the problem here? Now, regarding this question, there are two famous approaches. Uh, one adopted by Rashi and found in the Gemara, and one which might be thought of as more connected, perhaps more emerging in some sense, from Pshutash uh, Mikra, but uh, which also certainly is adopted by Ramban, and I would like to mention them at this point. Rashi, on Bamidbar Perigvav Pasuk Yud Aleph, on the phrase, Me'asher Chata Al Hanefesh, which we translated as, has sinned in the soul or on the soul, etc., says as follows, a cryptic half-comment. Rabbi Lezer HaKfar Omer, Rabbi Lezer HaKfar says, Shetzi'er atzmo minhayayin. Um, because he caused himself pain by restraining from wine. And what Rashi seems to hint at here, or seems to say, um, inciting the position of Rabbi Lezer HaKfar, is that the, the Nazir has sinned. And the sin of the Nazir, uh, of the Nazarite, is causing himself pain by restraining from wine. Now, in fact, Rashi is based upon a Gemara in Nidarim, Dafyud Amin Aleph, and it is worthwhile to cite the Gemara Nidam Dafyud Amin Aleph, which reads as follows. Amr Abaye, Abaye said, Shimon HaTzadik, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Lazar, HaKfar, Kulan, Shita, Achat, Hen. They all hold of one position. The Nazir, Choteh, Havya. That the Nazir, the Nazarite, is a sinner. And the Gemara goes on to elaborate the position of Rabbi Lazar uh, HaKfar, uh, cited by Rashi, that says, Ditanya, Rabbi Lazar HaKfar, Rabbi Omer. We learned Rabbi Lazar HaKfar, in the name of Rabbi, said, Vikiper alav me'ashachata ala nafesh. The pasuk, vav yud aleph, had said, that you achieve atonement for the Nazir from the fact that he sinned upon a soul. nefesh chatazeh. Um, against what soul or what life did this person sin? Um, he has restrained himself from wine. And it becomes a kalvachomer, kind of a certainty or logical induction. What one who only restrained and caused himself pain by restraining from wine is considered a sinner? One who pains himself by restraining from other things or from anything. Allah had come of a comma. Certainly he's considered a sinner. Mikan uh, From here, anyone who engages in excess fasting, unnecessary fasting, or fasting, nikrachoteh, is considered a sinner. Now, the position hinted at here uh, by Rashi and cited in the Gemara Nadarim Dafyud is also adopted by Rambam. Uh, and the idea being, in Hilchoteot, the idea being, is that asceticism, or restraint, or over-restraint from the physical world, uh, from the material world, the kind of ascetic religious outlook that uh, requires us to reject the material, that the Nazir embodies in his over-restraint um, from wine. And the fact that he does not even come close to his krovim, uh, to his relatives who have died. Um, and the fact that he kind of rejects, rejects the conventions of society and, and normal grooming and the like, this kind of strange, ascetic, withdrawn behavior, um, this kind of world-rejecting behavior, is considered a chait, considered a sin. And certainly, the sources view the kind of ascetic, uh, spiritualist lifestyle as a negative and can certainly be understood uh, that way. And if so... Nazir would be uh, evaluated in a not particularly positive fashion, as the Gemara had said, Chotehu, as a kind of example of a negative, uh, as a not necessarily positive religious outlook on life. However, uh, while this shita, uh, this position about how to um, evaluate the institution of Nazirut, 
uh, can certainly uh, be supported in Divrei Chazal, and the position is adopted by Rashi and Rambam. I think it is a little bit difficult uh, to read it as Pshutash as a simple reading of the text. And um, to get to this, I would like to jump down to a Pasuk um, that appears kind of part of the way, a certain kind of seam in Prashat Nazir. As already mentioned, the first part of Prashat Nazir, Parak Vav, talks about the actual vow and the various laws of Nazirut, the three laws that we outlined. And the second part, beginning in Parak Vav, um, Pasuk Tet, discusses what is the procedure in the case of the accidental defilement of the Nazir's accidental encounter in Tumat Meit. But there's an interesting Pasuk in between, uh, which reads as follows in Parak Vav, Pasuk Chet. Kol Yemei Nizro, all of the days of his vow, or that he is a Nazir, Kadosh Hu Lashem, he is sanctified or holy to God. The Nazir is defined here by the Chumash as Kadosh Hu Lashem, is holy to God. And it is hard to say uh, that the Nazir is a Choteh. I believe it is hard to say on some plane that uh, his restraint or his over-restraint or his asceticism is a kind of negative, world-rejecting attitude if the Chumash has defined him here as Kadosh Hashem in some way. Certainly Ramban uh, was highly impressed by this Pasuk Perk Vav, Pasuk Chet, uh, Kadosh Hashem, that he is sanctified or holy to God, almost as if he is a kind of holy object in a certain sense. And if so, Ramban adopts a very, very different approach to how to understand um, the, um, the institution of Nizirut, and how to understand the fact that the Nazir brings a korban chatat, that he brings a quote-unquote sin offering. And I will read you from Rabban's comment here in Perak Vav, Pasuk Yudalad, the Pasuk that um, requires the bringing of a chatat offering by uh, the Nazir. And Rabban says as follows, And on the simple interpretation of the Pasukim, this person, his sin is, or the sin of his soul is, when he finishes his nizirot. Because now, he is going to end or restrain or terminate his holiness and his service of God. And in fact, what would have been appropriate is if his period of Nazirut would have continued on forever if we would have become a Nazir Olam and there would have been no termination because he is now in a state of special, unique Kiddushah, Kodesh Lashem and Avodat Hashem and uh, Ramban goes on to refer to the Pasuk I cited before a few lines later in Ramban Kol Yimei Nizor Kadosh Hu Lashem Hu Tzarich Kapara B'Shuv Olam So Ramban holds that the Nazir is one who is holy, and um, the Nazir is one who is engaged in the appropriate action. He is Kadosh Lashem, and his restraint is not excessive, but it's actually appropriate, and his withdrawal and his sanctity is a positive uh, religious outlook on life and, and a positive path. But if so, why does he bring a Chatat? The answer as to why he brings a Chatat is that he brings it at the end of his period of Nizirut. As Rabban says, um, now that he returns to the regular world, that he returns to the physical world, he returns to the material, and he is no longer the ascetic that he once was. And in point of fact, if he could have, if he could have withstood it, he should have stayed in that situation of Zirut forever. His return to the Tavot Olam, to the desires of the material world, that's what requires Kapara, that's what requires forgiveness, and that's why he brings 
a Karban uh, Chatat, a sin offering at this point. We might say that, according to Ramban, the Chatat the here is it's normally brought for a kind of an error, an accidental sin. It's because he can't stand it. Uh, he can't take it any longer. He can't remain at this higher level and drops down a level. That's why he brings his Chatat. It's almost by accident that he sins, that he can't maintain the status of Nazir. Or Chet in the sense of turning aside, Sti'ah, uh, to err off one's path, as opposed to a deliberate act of sin. And this is the approach of Ramban. So if so, we can talk uh, within the Parshanim um, about two approaches to Nazir. On the one hand, uh, Rabbi Lazar Kfar and the Gemara, Rashi and Rambam, that um, views the Nazir as overly ascetic, as in some sense a chotet, who brings a chatat because he has sinned um, in his abstinence. Uh, on the other hand, the position of Ramban, and here I think heavily supported by Pshutash al-Mikra, and the reference to the Nazir as a Kadosh Lashem, and the fact that the Nazir is correct in abstaining and withdrawing. And if only he could maintain this state for longer, uh, if his ascetic behavior could continue for longer. But he cannot, and it's upon his return to the Tavot Olam, to the desires of this world, for this he requires atonement. Uh, for this reason, he brings uh, a Korban Chatat, and this is why it comes at the end of the, his days of Nesirut. Now, um, as I've already stated, I certainly believe that um, Ramban's approach is closer uh, to Pshutash Mikra here. And I would like to uh, build for you a kind of, um, I think, a fascinating proof, perhaps, from Ramban's approach uh, to viewing the Nazir as a Kadosh, uh, one which um, emerges from some of the details of the institution of Nazirut, some of the details of the law that we already cited earlier. Um, and also, I think, um, by building this uh, connection of this parallel that, I, that uh, we're going to discuss, we can also maybe resolve the latter question raised earlier about the placement of the institution of Nazirut here at this point in Sefer Bamidbar. Now, to start with this, let us go back to the beginning of Parshat Nazir and Paragvav Pasuk Gimel, the first of the laws of the uh, Nazir. And the Torah says as follows. Niyayin Yazir from wine, etc., and Shekhar, the Nazir will restrain or abstain, and, and it goes on to other details, all forms of anything made from grape. But strangely enough, we, of course, this phrase, Yayin Meshachar, is a phrase that should be familiar to us. And what I have in mind is Vayikra uh, Perik Yud, uh, the immediate aftermath of the death of uh, Nadav Avihu, where we have these laws of Kuna that are presented to Aaron and his sons, beginning in Perik Yud, um, Pasuk Chet. And and God spoke to Aaron, Yain v'shechar al tesht, do not drink Yain v'shechar, let's translate again, wine and strong drink, or wine and other wine type of matters. When you come into the Omoed, the tent meaning, it's a law forever. The way the halakha describes this is that a kohen ba'avodato, or a kohen b'shat avodato, when he is engaged in avodah, service of God in the Olmo, he is prohibited in partaking in wine, in yayin b'shechar. And here, the first of the laws of Nazir, perhaps the most essential one, in Paragvav Pasakimel, miyayin b'shechar yazir. So the Nazir is on some level parallel to the Kohen ba'avodato. Uh, during the time of his Nazirot, it's as if he's in some sense a Kohen is being oved in the Oel Moed. And like the Kohen, he too, he is prohibited in yayin b'shechar. Now, if we think about it, this is not the only connection between the Nazir and the Kohen. There's another point of connection. We jump down for the moment to the third halach 
Halacha of Nizirut, the one regarding Tumat Meit. Perek Vav, Pasuk Vav, uh, says as follows in Bamibar, Kol Yemei Hazir Lashem Al Nefesh Meit Lo Yavo. The Nazir cannot become defiled by Tumat Meit. He cannot be exposed to a dead body. And of course, if he is exposed to a dead body, this negates his status as a Nazir, and he has to um, make up for the time uh, that is remaining, and this is later on in the Parsha. But of course, this too should conjure up a connection to Kuhuna. If we go for the moment to Vayikra, um, Parak Kaf Aleph. Vayikra Parak Kaf Aleph, Parshat Emor, opens with the following in Parak Kaf Aleph, Pasak Aleph, Vayomra Hashem Amosheh, God spoke to Moshe, Emor el HaKonim, speak to the Konim, B'nai Aaron, the sons of Aaron, Vamata alehem, lenefesh lo yitama ba'amav. You cannot become defiled to any member of the nation, etc. So, just like the Kohen is prohibited uh, from encountering Tumat Meit, the defilement of death, so too, the Nazir uh, is prohibited from encountering Tumat Meit, the defilement of death. And here is a second parallel, a second connection between the institution of Nazirut and Kuna. But, in fact, there's even more to it than this, because let's jump down for the moment to Vayikra Perakaf Aleph Pasuk Yud. And Perakaf Aleph Pasuk Yud describes for us the details of the, or the laws of the Kohen Gadol vis-a-vis uh, Tumat Because, as we should remember, a Kohen Hedyot, a regular Kohen, he cannot become defiled by Tumat That is prohibited to him. But if it's one of his close relatives, for example, his Av or Aim, his father or his mother, or one of the other uh, seven uh, unique Krovim, unique relatives, then it is permissible for Kohen Hedyot, for standard Kohen, to become defiled by Tumat by the defilement of death. But the Kohen Gadol is a little bit different. Vayikra Perkaf Aleph, Pasag Yud, says as follows, Vakohen HaGadome Achav, and the coin who was greater than his brothers, Asha Yitzak al Rosho Shemen Hamishcha, who has had poured upon his head the anointing oil, Umileet Yadol Bosh Et Abgadim, and his his hands have become full, or he has become appointed to wear the the clothes, the special clothes of the coin Gadol Pasigid Aleph, Al Kol Nafshot Mate Lo Yavo, he cannot come close uh, or approach any dead person. And even to his father and mother, he cannot become defiled. And the Torah goes on in Kaf Aleph Yud Bet. And there's a reason why. He had the funny term Nezer is used here, um, and he has Shemen Mishchat Elokav, the anointing oil of his God. Allah is upon him now. Even though we haven't read the Pasuk yet, we should realize that this takes us back, or projects us forward, to Bamidbar Perak Vav. In Bamidbar Perak Vav, Pasuk Z- Vav and Zion, um, in describing the third halakha of the Nazir, the prohibition of defilement by death, the Torah says as follows, All the days of his Nazirut, upon the uh, person who is dead, he cannot approach. Same exact phrase in Vayikra. But the Torah goes on. Not just to any member of Klai Yisrael, he can not become defiled, but even to his mother and father, to his brother and his sister, just like the Kohen Gadol, like the high priest, cannot become defiled even to his closest relative, so too the Nazir. And Pasuk Zayin finishes off with the following phrase, Ki Nezer Elokav Al Rosho. 
one, Nazar, two, Elokav, three, Al. And this, of course, parallels exactly what was said about the Kohen Gadol, Ki Nazar, Shemen, Mishchat, Elokav, Alav. One, Nazar, two, Elokav, three, Alav, in Vayikrapar, Kaf, Aleph, Pasuk, Yudbet. In other words, if we think about it, it's not just that the Nazir is like the Kohen Ba'avodah, the Nazir is in fact like the Kohen Gadol, that he cannot become defiled uh, to anyone, even including his closest relatives, and the rationale given is kind of the same, that he has this Nazir Elokav Alav, this is very confusing, it needs to be worked out still, but certainly we see a second parallel. Now, to finish this off, we would begin to think that the third halacha, uh, the prohibition of ta'ar, the prohibition of the razor, the growth of the hair, um, should also stand in parallel to something about uh, the Kohen or the Kohen Gadol. But at first glance, this actually would seem to be not the way it is, uh, because Bamidbar Perik Vav Pasuk He tells us that the Nazir uh, is Gadel Perasarosho. He must grow out his hair in a wild fashion. Um, and we should remember from numerous places in Vayikra, and we could uh, take Vayikra Yud, again, the aftermath of the death of Nadav Abihu as our example, where Moshe commands in Perak Yud Pasik Vav as an example uh, the following Vayomer Moshe Laron Lazar Banav Roshechem Altifra'u. The Kohen uh, is prohibited from allowing his hair to become wild. So maybe Kohen and Nazir are not parallels, but they're opposites on some level. At first glance, the law of prohibition of uh, haircut, the law of requirement of hair growth, would seem to indicate that the Nazir is different than the Kohen. But, in point of fact, I think this would be a misconception. And to understand why, uh, we need to get a little bit deeper into the whole symbolism of the hair uh, of the of the Nazir. Um, so let us go back to Bamidbar Perak Vav, Pasuk um, Tet for the moment, a place where um, the Torah describes for us what happens when the Nazir has an accidental death occur to him. And we're told as follows, Ki Yamut meit alav b'feta pitom v'timei Rosh Nizro. When the the defilement happens suddenly to the Nazir, Vitime Rosh Nizro and the head of his Nizirut becomes defiled, Vigilach Rosho and he um, shaves his head, Vyom Tarto and becomes Tahara. There's there's something very strange and symbolic about um, the hair or the rosh of the Nazir that occurs over and over throughout the parsha. Going back to Vavav Gadel Peras Arosho, there's a positive to grow out his hair in this wild fashion. And when it's his head that becomes defiled. And later on in uh, Parshat Nazir, in Parag Vav Pasakid Chet, when uh, the Torah describes the general procedure for any Nazir who finishes uh, his days of being a Nazir, the Torah says in Vav Yuchet V'gilach HaNazir Petach Omeid Et Rosh Nizro he, he shaves the head of his Nazirut V'lakachet Sa'ar Rosh Nizro and he takes the hair of the head of his Nazirut V'natan Ala Esh HaShetachat Zevach HaShlamim and he puts it under the fire that's underneath the Korban Shlamim he shaves his Rosh Nizro the head of his Nazirut and the hair becomes so to speak, kaviachol, a korban. So it seems like the hair, the positive requirement of gadol, peras, erosho, um, 
It's almost as if it's a kind of holy thing. It's become defiled. And it's eventually brought as a korban to God. There's something very strange about the status or the, the hair of, of the Nazir. And the answer is to realize that the hair of the Nazir on some level, again, stands in parallel to Kohen. And we might even say in parallel to Kohen Gadol. And to understand this, I would like to go back again to uh, Perigvav, um Pasuk, uh, uh, Pasuk um, Zion, which describes why the Nazir cannot become Tamei. And the Pasuk there says, L'aviv ulimo ulachib lachato lo yitama lehem b'motam hinezer elokav al rosho. And here, the word nezer uh, cannot mean, as it does throughout the rest of the parsha his nizirut, the symbol of his nizirut, or his vow, or his abstinence, or his restraint, or any of the other possible translations. It doesn't make any sense. What does that mean? Nazar elokav, the vow of his God is upon his head? It's difficult. What the word nazar probably means here is the exact same thing that it means in Vayikra Parakaf Aleph in describing the Shemen HaMishcha, the anointing oil that is found upon the head of the Kohen Gadol, the, so to speak, reason why he cannot become Tamei, defiled, even to his mother and his fathers. What the Torah there, it said, is, Ki nezer shemen mishchat elokav alav ani Hashem. And nezer here probably means crown or adornment. There's this, this unique adornment or crown upon the head of the Kohen Gadol, um, which makes him unique, it means he cannot be defiled, and so too here in Bamidbar Perak Vav, Pasukhet Kinezer Elokava Rosho, there's this kind of crown or this symbol of his holiness, the grown hair that exists upon the head of the the Nazir, and this is is his holiness on some level, parallel to the Shemen HaMishcha on some plane of the Kohen Gadol, and uh, that's why it can become defiled, and that's why it's eventually brought as a Korban, etc. Now, the ultimate proof for this is to realize that it's not so much the Shemen HaMishcha that this hair of the Nazir stands in parallel to, but it's something else that uh, connected to the Kohen Gadol that the uh, hair of the Nazir stands in parallel to. If we go back for the moment to Shmot, uh, Perak, Lamed, Tet, Pasuk Lamed, um, uh, deep in Parshat uh, Pikudei, where the Torah describes the ma- making of the various garments of the Kohen Gadol, we find the following. Paraglamatet, Pasaglamatet is as follows. Vayasu etzitz, nezer hakodesh zahav tahor. And they made the tzitz, the headplate of the Kohen Gadol, nezer hakodesh, the holy crown zahav tahor of pure gold, v'ichtafu alav mechtav pituchei chotam, and it was engraved upon it, kodesh lashem. Every Kohen Gadol wears upon his head a kind of crown which emerges from his head, which defines him as Kadosh Lashem. And it's called the Nazir, it's called the crown. And exactly, the Nazir has the Nazir from the word Nazir or crown. He has this crown of adornment, the Gadol Perasero show, the holiness of his hair, which defines him as Kadosh Lashem. It is the completion of the parallel of uh, the Nazir to the Kohen Gadol. So to put this all together, the Nazir might be said to... Um, parallel of the Kohen, or even the Kohen Gadol, in one of three ways, or in three ways. First, he's Kohen Bahavadol, that he's prohibited in Yayin Second, 
Um, he is like the Kohen Gadol, and he cannot become defiled even to his mother and father. And third and finally, he has this kind of holy crown upon him, which defines him as Kadosh Lashem, uh, his, his hair, which parallels either the Shemen HaMeshchavayek or Perak Kaf Aleph, or the Tzitz, uh, which is referred to with the exact same terminology in Shemot Perak Lametet. Now, what is the meaning of all of this, uh, this parallel between um, the Nazir and the Kohen Ba'avodah Torah, the Kohen Gadol? Um, now, without committing to what exactly the historical function of Nazir was uh, and what Nazirim did do, and this is, I think, a big topic in its own right, I would like to point out that by defining the Nazir as a kind of Kohen, something uh, very interesting happens. And to see this, I'd like to very briefly draw a kind of uh, contrast um, between the uh, Kohen Gadol on the one hand and the Nazir on the other hand, if until now we've only built up parallels. So let's go back to Shmot Per Kafchet, where the idea of Kunagadu Gidola, or the designation of Aaron, uh, first takes place. And Shmot Per Kafchet Pasuk Aleph says as follows, the Kuna Gidola, the Kuna of Kohanim, or the Kuna Gidola of Aaron, comes through divine appointment. It comes through the Begadim, the clothing uh, of honor and glory that are made for them. We might say that it is something that's external. Uh, it is something that is mandated by God. It is something that is hereditary. And that's what Kedushat Kuna is all about. In absolute contrast, on all three of these planes, we might talk of the Kedushat Nazir, the holiness of the Nazir, that he is Kadosh Lashem. How does the parsha begin in Bamidbar Parag Vav, um, Pasuk Bet? Ish oisha kiafli lindor neder nadir lahazir Lashem. It is something that is voluntary. It is not mandatory. It is not mandated by God, but it is the volunteer action of the person in dedicating themselves in this fashion. Um, the Kedushah is not connected with clothes. The tzitz, which is external and written of Kadosh Lashem, the crown of the Nazir comes internally. It comes from within him. It's something he grows. It comes from within his self in some way and adorns him and defines him as Kadosh Lashem. And finally, there's nothing hereditary about this. It's temporary. Um, it passes with time and it can be chosen, etc. So there's a kind of very different kind of holiness than the holiness of Kuna that exists here. It's the holiness that is accessible to every single member of Kalal Yisrael, that comes in a voluntary fashion, that comes uh, from something internal, um, that they grow themselves. It's an absolute sign and result of their dedication to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that's the holiness of the Nazir as opposed to that of the Kohen. So in fact, I think the parallels highlight uh, this equality yet difference. How does this help us resolve the outstanding problem of Sefer Bamidbar? Well, I would like to point out that Sefer Bamidbar creates a, a very strong social, political, and religious hierarchy in the first six prakim uh, uh, of, of the Sefer. Perak Aleph and Perak Bet, the census, the counting, the induction, the camping of B'nai Yisrael. And what are they counted for? As Hashpam points out, they're counted to be soldiers. They're the army. They're the foot soldiers. They encamp on the outermost ring, as far as possible away from Mishkan, away from the source of holiness, from God. Um, we might even think of them on some plane as on the outside. A little bit further in, the next concentric circle in, Perak 
Gimel and Dalad Leviim. They carry the Mishkan, they camp around the Mishkan, they guard the Mishkan. They serve as a barrier between the Mishkan and B'nai Yisrael. And they are certainly on a higher rung, a more inner level, and they serve to place B'nai Yisrael again as on the outside. They guard Mishkan from B'nai Yisrael. And of course, on the inside, we have the Koinim, Perak Hey and Perak Vav, those who serve in the Mishkan, those who help bring the presence of God amongst the, amongst the camp, those who bless Am Yisrael, as we see at the end of Perak Vav. And they are the highest and most internal rung of the ladder. We might easily think that on some level, Am Yisrael, the people of Israel themselves, on the outermost ring, they're outsiders, they're shut out, they're on a lower level, etc. Parshat Nazir, found right here in Perak Vav, before the end of Parshat Guna, serves to prevent us from making that misconception and making that error. It reminds us that every single standard member of Kal Yisrael can become the ultimate insider. That every single member of Kal Yisrael can become the equivalent of the Kohen Gadol. That through their voluntary act, uh, through the growth of something within themselves, through finding the potential of being part of Mamlachet Kohenim B'Gai Kadosh, as defined in Shemot Perek Yutet, the person can achieve a status of Kadosh Lashem equivalent to that of the Kohen Gadol. And in this, Pashat Nazir is placed here at the end of, in the middle of Perak Vav, before the segment of Bamidra that finishes dealing with Kuna to kind of redefine or emphasize uh, the unique holiness of every individual member of Klai Yisrael and to correct any sort of possible misconception.